podcast, the world's most inconsistent podcast, where we talk about Asian things and slowly devolve into self-indulgent think exercises. I'm your host, David Nguyen, and joining with me, as always, is Emron G. So, Emron, did mm-hmm. you get out the vote yesterday? I did. I mailed in my ballot on time. How about you, man? Did you vote? I sure did. Nice. Absentee ballot. It's the Ooh. only way to do it. Considering okay. all the broken voting machines and long lines, I'm not about that. It's just too inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, I saw all these pictures of people like um, posting of like the lines at their voting booths, and I was like, "God damn, I would." I'm glad I'm not waiting in a line because that shit sucks. From what I can tell, people say that is uh, symptomatic of voter suppression. Mm. Do you feel that is possibly true? Do you think the man is trying to keep people from voting? I actually do believe that. (laughs) I feel like there is a lot of boxing that they try to do that people want um, only votes that help them or are in their favor. So I can actually see uh, some dirty politics going that way. What about you? It is quite odd that we live in such a futuristic time period. Comparatively mm-hmm. speaking, just the advancements I've seen in my 33 years of existence. Yeah. I can order anything off of my phone, but I can't order my politician. <laughs> There's a disconnect, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I should be able to like, get a task rabbit. <laughs> it's like, hey, stand in line for me. <laughs> Until, um, like, you know, third in line or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can call my Uber to drop me off right in front of the... Whatever it's called. What's it called? I, voting. The voting. The voting booth. The voting. The polls, right? The polls. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I, I'm just surprised I can't use Touch ID to verify. Like, I can use Touch ID to verify who I am and buy, like, all sorts of stuff. But I can't use Touch ID to verify that I want to vote for a politician. Yeah. I need, like, a, the Apple Pay equivalent to voting. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hold my phone up to my ballot and go, bing. Yeah. It's basically what I want to do too, man. It's like we have that level of security with our money as we should and our purchases, which goes to the cloud and then ads will use that information to sell me more products, yeah. but not for the people who are representing my rights. Uh, yeah, yeah, and people complain about security and it's like voting off of my iPhone is way more secure than voting off of those voting um, machines Right. That are built by ATM companies. Unless it's an Android phone, then I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a blue bubble text that says you voted yeah, for exactly. your politician, not a green bubble text. Well, let's then be I, real. All, then I know all, it's been hacked. All green bubble texts are, are Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we have face ID. I should, And that will kind of resolve people's issues regarding whatever security problems they think they have about voter fraud. Yeah. You say, oh, face ID, got it. It's like, no, your twin voted for you. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess there's still some flaws. Your dead grandma voted on her Android phone. It's like, first off, (laughs) grandma doesn't have a phone. She's afraid of technology. But I suppose that does discriminate against people who don't have smartphones. So we can't have that. I don't know, man. I feel like everybody has a smartphone now. And if you don't want to have a smartphone and then vote via mail or the booth, then I think that should be okay. You know what? You make a good point. Uh, Well, no, wait. you don't make a good point. But I will say to my point, (laughs) we should use smartphones because the old racist people, I feel like they tend not to have smartphones and we don't care about their vote anyways. Who's ruining this country? (laughs) Boomers. Who has the hardest time with phones? Boomers. I feel like this problem solves itself. Why are we playing down to their level? You You guys need to glow up. Yeah. It's like, we are the future. You should be voting the way makes comfortable for us. Like you want the youthful to get out, make it easier for the youth to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you think if we voted with phones, it's hackable? I mean, I suppose the voting machines now are hackable. The voting machines are super hackable. I was reading about that a couple of days ago, but because it's built by fucking ATM machine companies, those people don't know shit about shit. What's wrong with ATMs? 
So ATMs are not really that uh, secure software-wise. Oh. So basically all they do is like they're encrypted enough to talk to your bank, and uh-huh. then that's it. But that's because like the bank has the encryption, not the machine. Oh. So these machines aren't really that so- that secure or that great at anything. Okay. And so like if you take... Like, I don't know. I, every time I've had to use an ATM machine that's not attached to a bank, it hasn't been, like, that great of an experience. Probably hey, how, how come you call it an ATM machine when the M already indicates machine? I don't know. I've, I've done that ever since I can remember, and it's really hard for me to go back. I'll for try from now on. tech-savvy person, is it because the English language is difficult for your people to grasp? Yes, that's exactly it, David. <laughs> but the ATMs are shitty. <laughs> Uh, I, I've never felt, um, I never had a strong feelings with ATMs. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, just, I, I, I hate them. But to view like the world from plastic. your perspective. They're shitty plastic. They're fucking always trying to charge me extra money. They're, um, a lot of times they're just in like a different language. And then so I have to try to figure out how to put it back into English in order to use it. I don't know. It's never been a good experience for me at an ATM machine. I always go out of my way. I said it again. I always go out of my way to use an ATM attached to a bank. More than not, I just try to Venmo people and do everything digitally. Would it help if you just call it an AT machine? AT machine? No. I'm going to call it an ATM machine. (laughs) I'm going to stick to my guns. So you know that this is an automatic teller machine machine. It's like, I'm 37. I am too set in my ways to change. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, any takeaways from the election yesterday, Emran? What were you expecting? What were you hoping for? And how do you feel about with what you got? Well, I think I'm kind of happy with what we got. I'm very surprised Ted Cruz still won. Mm -hmm. I, I thought Ted Cruz had a chance of losing, and he did, but I'm not... I'm kind of not surprised yet disappointed. I thought Ted Cruz would be the one that the Republicans would be like, man, fuck this dude. Did you get caught up in the idea of the blue wave? No, or I did, did not. Or Because <laughs> I had the sting of the 2016 election. It's like, okay, I've been hurt by this before. <laughs> I refuse to come into this with any hope or expectation. I yep. am preparing myself for the Democrats to fall flat on their faces. And for those of you who's listening and didn't know, I lean pretty liberal. Yeah, he's pretty blue. <laughs> yeah. So yep. for the for them to keep touting this blue wave, he's like, I just don't get that impression. Because the people I follow on social media, their excitement was high, but I don't trust their that sentiment. Like I have to yeah. remove myself from social media to get a, a true understanding of how people really feel. Yeah. And according to the articles I follow, it just didn't reflect what I was seeing online. Okay. I, Did you have a similar sentiment? The only real strong feeling that I had... I was hoping that it was going to go blue, but I wasn't... I'm like, I don't trust anybody or anything. I was like, they're going to be voting off of ATM machines. So I was like, I, I, I don't know if you saw any of the videos, how if you wanted to vote for somebody, like a lot of times it would cycle when you hit the, the Democrat person, it would cycle through the Republicans and then it would land on the Democrat. So if you didn't look at the software as you were just like touching it, if you just mm-hmm. touched it and walked away, a lot of times it would try to recalibrate your vote towards someone else how come when uh, democrats are in power they never rig the election to favor them the way republicans do it i don't know man like i've been banging my fists on the desk for years where it's like democrats need to be more evil you guys need to fight just as dirty and i feel like now is the time (laughs) it's like we have the technology we have the people smart enough to rig these machines in our favor but they refuse to do it it's like batman refusing to kill the joker i'm like just do it (laughs) it's like but if i start killing people i won't stop say that's fine as long as you're killing the penguin the riddler (laughs) two-face we're not saying go kill you know some grandma in the street yeah (laughs) for jaywalking kill like the big problems (laughs) just kill batman i'm tired of this (laughs) <laughs> for too long because like the the alternative outcome is the 
the the amount of graves that keeps piling up. I'm yeah. equating Republicans to the Joker, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but this madness eventually has to stop, and yeah. they refuse to do it based on principles, which I understand. You, but like people have a range, you know. You can be two things, and I think people can contextualize this is probably for the greater good. And I don't like that argument. It's like, well, if we sink to their level, we'll, we won't be any better than them. It's like, yes, we will, because <laughs> I believe we can be. It's like, if I kill the Joker because he keeps murdering people, that makes me a better person than the Joker who murders indiscriminately. Yeah. It's that true. simple. Very true. It's very, very true. basic. Why can't Batman's <laughs> stupid prank? <laughs> I, I was kind of getting mad at uh, President Obama. Because he won't kill the Joker. <laughs> No, we all know President Obama has no problem murdering with drones. <laughs> well, first we have to uh, paint the Joker's white face and brown face, and then Obama will send a drone to take him. Because <laughs> Obama, he's a little touchy about killing white people. Let's be real about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to brown people, boom. <laughs> let's just he's gather all, look, he's let's just gather all of the Republicans and put all of their voting voting polls at mosques and Obama <laughs> will take care of the problem. No questions asked. <laughs> um speaking of, yeah, he just he was coming out for like the last couple days, maybe like a week or so. I saw like more posts from him and him coming out and encouraging people to do the right thing and vote. And I was like, motherfucker, you need to shut up. <laughs> if the Republicans have one visceral reaction, it's to you. It's like, just hide yourself and then pop out like maybe a couple hours before. Like you don't want to get them amped up so that they also show up to the polls. It's kind of fucked up that we have to, like I'm thinking like this, but I feel like, there's no other real art alternative right now. Well, certain Republicans have an adverse um, relationship with Obama. Mm -hmm. He showed up in Florida, which was a state that he won twice. So I feel like he still carries goodwill in certain parts of America. Like yeah, but the, Florida lost. What do you mean? Florida's not blue. I know. I know. I understand that. But you have to understand why Obama went to Florida. Mm. It's because he he carried that state twice, and so their their thinking was, oh, maybe people still like Obama. It's a, a Florida flipped to Trump because they didn't like Hillary, mm. but they went with Obama twice. Okay, so that's my understanding of why he went there, and he it's kind of like uh, in wrestling where there's an ongoing match and then the. Uh, the room goes black, and then the rock's music blurs. <laughs> like, do you smell what the rock is cooking? And then the the crowd goes nuts. I think that's what they were doing with Obama. Like, up to the midterm collection, he's quiet, quiet, quiet. And then, and then the music hits. And, and then he, you, just he hear would... the, you just hear the sounds of drones. <laughs> <laughs> and then President Obama comes out. But I think that it, uh, that's what they were hoping for. It's like he's going to be the one to kind of push him like over the edge but mm -hmm. in florida they really should have gotten like Flor someone more floridian the duck dynasty <laughs> the, oh are they in florida yeah okay i didn't know that uh <laughs> but you know get uh who's big in florida who liked it dj khaled <laughs> dj khaled yeah they should have gotten dj khaled they should have gotten little duval they should have gotten uh i think little duval is um georgia I think he's Atlanta. No, Duval County, Jacksonville. Ah, I was yeah. thinking about Lil Duval. Okay. Keep going. Uh, who else? Kid Fury. I don't know. <laughs> who else represents uh, Florida? The Miami uh, Heat. <laughs> yeah. Kid Dwayne Wade. <laughs> if LeBron said, hey, uh, if you vote for Gilliam, I will return to the Heat. <laughs> Pretty sure that would swing some votes. But it's a lot closer than maybe the people in Florida were expecting, but uh, it is unfortunate that despite the uh, obvious racism dog whistling yeah. that uh, DeSantis was playing towards, it worked still. So maybe we still have a lot of work to do. We clearly do. Well, Florida does. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I want to kill the Joker. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have my position. Uh, yeah, Florida. I mean, at the same time, Florida's gonna Florida. Yeah, Florida's always gonna. I mean, Florida man's gonna Florida man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's like you can't trust Florida to do the right thing. You always have to expect that they're going to fuck you. And then when they don't do anything obnoxious, it's like, okay. <laughs> Election night 2018 turned out to be like a night of firsts. We had um, victories with Native Americans. We had Muslims, uh, black, gay, and female candidates who won. And here, like, we had a record number of women who were on the ballot and, like, a lot of races that were looking to diversify the faces in Congress. Mm -hmm. But here's the question. So we did have a couple people win. Does Do you think that they will actually have any effect? And I say that because this is still, like, a boys' club. It's still, like, an old white dude club. And even though these people have made it into the arena, I don't know how they're going to be treated or if they're going to be looked at as true equals? Good question. I watched an explainer video earlier about this. And oh, nice. They said something about uh, women are oftentimes better legislators than men. Um, mm -hmm. They have uh, a more keen insight into things like health care yep. and whatever it is. Uh, health care and education, I believe, are the two things that they are able to effectively make changes for the better once they get into position of power. And for every one woman who gets elected into the legislature, that inspires seven more women the following term to run for office. Dope. So, and this is probably also symptomatic of uh, the rhetoric that Trump put out uh, mm -hmm. and the backlash regarding sexual harassment, the Me Too movement, where women were more empowered to go out and seek positions of influence so that, um, you know, they can have their voices heard. Right. Um, uh, so, yes. Okay. What do you feel? As, I, I don't know. As someone who comes from an oppressive culture <laughs> against women, <laughs> gays... Uh, Native Americans, <laughs> Native Americans, <laughs> other Browns. Um, I I think that change is happening. I okay. think that they will have an effect, and I think it will be positive. Um, In what way? Will be, I think that just having different viewpoints and having mm -hmm. somebody to argue that different viewpoint is um, is going to be extremely helpful. I feel like all of the people who have been elected realize. That you know that they're part of the first, they're part of the new wave. So they're more, they're going. I hope they are more aggressive when they get into the arena. Well, I do see a uh, a slowing down of, I guess, certain policies against women. Hopefully, with more yeah. women in Congress, they'll be like, uh, "No, you're not gonna. <laughs> no, old white yeah. man, you're not gonna pass that law regarding <laughs> women's health. We need Planned Parenthood." Go fuck yourself. Sure. Or even uh, something as simple as uh, considering, uh, what's it called, tampons mm -hmm. uh, as a health device. Yeah. And so get certain, uh, I guess, tax exemptions. Yeah. That would be something I would favor. Mm -hmm. Simple things like that that probably wouldn't register with your average um, joker-leaning white yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> legislator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a good day for um, women, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, what I also took away is uh, the Democrats, they were able to take back the House. However, they're kind of rock stars, yeah. the rock star um, positions mm -hmm. in terms of governorships and Senate. They fell flat on their faces. I, took, I think they took heavy L's across the board. Damn. In terms of like the most visible ones, the ones I guess the celebrities all came out to support. So Andrew Gilliam lost, yeah. Stacey Abrams lost, although she is pushing for a recount, so she hasn't conceded yet. Yeah. And then uh, Beto O'Rourke in Texas, yeah. he lost. Mm -hmm. And those were kind of the people that the Democrats were pushing the most amount of money for. They were the most visible. And so for this turn around, uh, the Democrats still don't have that rock star leadership 
Yeah. Like they don't have a person who in 2020 can be a viable candidate to take on Trump that the the general population can get behind because, you know, that's the type of people we are. Yeah. We need some, like, to, in order to take on Trump, you know, you have to have a charismatic leader who can galvanize America, not just your base, but beyond the base. Right. Uh, I'm looking at... Um the election results for Texas, and it says that 50.9% of people voted for Ted Cruz, 48.3% mm-hmm. voted for Beto mm-hmm. O'Rourke, and 0.8% voted for Neil Dykeman, who is a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And there are 65,000 people who voted for Neil. Mm-hmm. And whenever I look at stuff like that, I'm like, ah, if you know your candidate isn't going to win then why, like, shouldn't you try to find the second best option and then vote for that? Okay, so uh, one thing is the principle of it all, the mm-hmm. your belief in democracy. So even though uh, you know your candidate doesn't have a chance to win, you have to mm-hmm. continue to put support into that third-party candidate because you believe that the two-party system is flawed. And so the only way to ever breakthrough is to have a third party win yeah so that's one Mm -hmm. principle second is that uh the two candidates that are available to libertarians oftentimes are very undesirable so it's not as simple as say the green party say oh the green party has no chance we're just going to go with the closest to the left and that's the um the democratic party Okay. It's not that simple. For libertarians, they kind of, the true libertarians, they straddle the line where mm-hmm. they can go either way depending on how they truly feel. Okay. About certain, uh, it's like, you know, the, the ones who are more uh, economic libertarians, uh, they can go Republicans. The ones who are more socially libertarian, they can lean more towards Democrats. It just right. varies. But it's not as simple as that because even social libertarians they have a lot of issues with the democratic party and that's why they don't fuck with them like that yeah my main thing was like your dude's not gonna win right um and if you have the lesser wouldn't you want to go for the lesser of two evils but obviously but not. yeah that doesn't like uh those sixty-five thousand people could have easily gone for ted cruz that's fine that's fine all i'm saying is i, I don't know it just seems like if you're gonna vote to make change, then try oh, to... Also, part of the, the election process is if your third-party candidate hits a certain amount of votes, mm-hmm. then they get government funding. Your party Ooh. gets government funding. So that could also be a part of it, too. Yeah, that's something different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That I did not know. So, but I know right. that, like... Yes. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You finish up your thought. Oh, no, I was going to say that i i was checking on twitter and i saw some people blaming beyonce for beto's loss in what way uh so basically she had an 11th hour endorsement for him and um a couple people were like why did you wait for so late to do this like you have such a strong voice so many people listen to you why did you wait until election day you should have done this a couple days before Mm -hmm. it's like these posts could have made a difference like a week ago, um, but you waited two hours before the elections were over to post who you supported. Mm-hmm. And so she was catching some flack for that. But I don't, I, mean, I don't really think like, I don't think she was really going to sway anybody like that. Like nobody, ah, I don't know. This is, there's two separate points here. Like one, I don't think anybody is going to change their com- their voting for Beyonce or mm-hmm. because of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And number two, I feel like if they did, that is slightly problematic. I don't know. Like, I do you listen to celebrities when they tell you who to vote for? I think when celebrities uh, are vocal about getting out the vote, it does have an impact, sure. I think when it is to get people out and vote is one thing. I think when it's a celebrity endorsement of a politician, it's another. Well, if a celebrity endorses a politician, you are more keen to study up on who this politician is. They can bring uh, a personality into the national um, conversation. So 
I think okay. they do have an effect. Like All Stacey right. Abrams, I probably would not have known who she was if it weren't for the constant stream of uh, celebrity endorsements. Okay. Or Beto O'Rourke, I'm pretty sure you didn't know who he was uh, until he started popping up on your timeline or even up to the day of the election. And then you figure, oh, who's this person who seems to have uh, a chance of unseating Ted Cruz? Or even Andrew Gilliam. It's like, uh, he's all I know about him is he's the mayor of uh, Florida and uh, a host of celebrities were backing him. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, they do have an influence on me. I know you're above it all. <laughs> I mean, like, to me, I was never like, oh, Beyonce is going to vote this way. I should vote this way. It wasn't like a black or white thing. But in terms of, I guess, bringing some sort of spotlight to a certain candidate, sure, I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I just, to me, it was just like, I don't, I, like, I was hoping that nobody's like, I don't know who to vote for. And they're like, Beyonce is voting for this person. And they're like, okay, I'll just vote for that person, too. I, I think sometimes it is that simple, though. I think, like, oftentimes uh, when people aren't politically savvy and they don't know what's going on, they'll ask the person closest to them, uh, who should I vote for? What's important? I do that all the time because a lot of these uh, ballots and measures I'm not super familiar with and I'm too lazy to look them up. So I'll just ask people who are like myself or uh, I feel are invested. So certain uh, ballot measures, uh, I talk to my friends who own property and businesses and it's like, hey, how should I vote on this? How is it affecting you? And then I'll absorb that information and vote accordingly. Uh, but for other people, it's like, okay, I like, uh, like I support Beyonce's, what Beyonce represents in terms of maybe she, they view her as the embodiment of feminism. And so if she endorses a certain candidate, it's like, okay, this person probably reflects Beyonce's values. So I'll vote accordingly. All right. I mean, I like how you want to keep it simple, but all right, I, I give it to you. I give, I'm giving it to you. I'm, I'm giving it to you. I like how I'm salty. You. I love the saltiness. <laughs> of it. It's like, damn, that's too reasonable. I hate yeah. this. No, I, I. It makes sense to me. I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll give it to you. Okay. I, I, I'll take. I will see when I am wrong. I will give it to you. Were you just hoping that people were like? I like single ladies, so therefore I fuck with Beto. I'm hundred percent sure that there was at least one person who did. That. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, going one step below that, beyond that, I think that's the the people's mindset into their choices. All right. It's like okay. uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, does the um, what's it called? Does the means justify the something something? What's the that ends. phrase? The, the means, ends, yeah. Do the yeah. ends justify the means? Right. Yeah. It's like, who gives a fuck as long as whoever you believe is important winning? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if Ted, if, if people came out and voted for Beto all because of the word of Beyonce, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Granted, like you don't want a celebrity to have that kind of influence, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's yeah. where you're coming from. But yeah. our president is <laughs> the embodiment of a celebrity. Fair point. In chief, so. Okay. That's where we're at now. Yeah. So who gives a fuck, Emran? It's like <laughs> people should be informed. <laughs> we shouldn't be relying on celebrities for our information, but you're not above that either. Fair point. All right. Follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Do you know how Indian people tend to vote in elections? Do you know how they break up in terms of do they support? lean conservative do they lean liberal somewhere in between what are the issues that matter to the daisy community i don't know what i don't know i'm not gonna yeah i don't know can your parents vote yeah my parent my dad can vote oh does he not allow your mom to vote <laughs> <laughs> my mom has a green card so she's not a citizen so she can't vote i see i see <laughs> It's actually because my mom is a felon. <laughs> Did your dad refuse to allow your mom to get a citizenship? <laughs> yeah, man. You know how it is. No. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm asking. <laughs> is that how it is? No. When my parents immigrated here way yeah. back when, yeah. um, they thought we would go to India a lot more. Like mm -hmm. that was the plan. So they decided to have one person be an American citizen so it'd be easier to pass customs. Sure. 
and then uh, one person to be Indian, so it'd be easier for them for us to still pass customs back yeah. there. But now but, we have global entry. I know, but the thing is, like it once we moved to Saudi Arabia, it was harder for her to get her green card. Sure. And then now that she's back, she's got her green card. She should get her citizenship soon. It's a pretty easy test, from what I see. Yeah, I mean, it's all it does is take time. But uh-huh. that being said, with Trump's administration right now, everything is kind of like at a standstill on lock. But I don't think they're putting a freeze on people who want to apply for citizenship. No, they're not putting a freeze on it. It's just that the process is now slower. Uh-huh. But, you so, know, she's just a grandma right now. All she has is time. Uh, I Look, you and me are on the same page. All I'm saying is that for people who are trying to get their green cards and their citizenships, the process is now even longer. Just yeah, but I don't think that affects her choices. I think she, like, is it, is that the reason she gives you or you guys don't even talk about it? I'm confused what we're talking about right now. Like, why doesn't your mom have citizenship? Oh, she has her green card. The process is going to get her citizenship. But instead of, like, all of the paperwork going through and taking, like, let's say a month, mm-hmm. now it's taking four months. Yes, she does have the time, but just in a larger scale, it's just harder for people to become Americans right now. Right. But your mom is actively trying to become a citizen? My mom is actively trying to be a citizen. Got it's just it. going to take us longer than it would have during... The drone day. You don't have any idea how your community votes? The brown friends that I have are my age. I don't really hang out with, uh, like, older uncles and aunties anymore. I but see. Usually, usually everybody, from what I've seen, votes Democrat just because that's just kind of the way <laughs> you're supposed to vote. I mean, they're, like, it's weird because they are fiscally conservative, but with the Muslim ban, nobody was voting for Trump. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> Even physically conservative people are like, God damn, guys. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> it's like if uh, if an Indian person was uh, negotiating with China over tariffs, that shit would never get done. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why India is still... <laughs> Uh, borderline third world country is because they can't <laughs> they can't budge, fucking they can't budge with these negotiations every single negotiation <laughs> is just an episode of deal or no deal yeah. <laughs> and it's always no deal no deal, no deal. and then they walk away <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so here's a breakdown of the 2016 uh, election in terms of how Asian people voted okay 96% People who voted for Hillary Clinton, what uh, what um, Asian American group do you think voted for Hillary Clinton? Ninety six percent Asian Americans, Pakistani. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. Uh, at uh, there's the the highest group that voted for Trump was thirty two percent. Who do you think that was? Um, not Afghani's. Well, who's your guest then? <laughs> uh, let me see. I don't know. Chinese Americans. Vietnamese. <laughs> we did it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, Vietnamese people lead in terms of um, Republican leading as far as Asian ethnic groups. Okay. okay. Who was who the, the worst on that scale or the, on the opposite end of that scale? So Pakistanis voted overwhelmingly for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Only 2% of Pakistanis supported Donald Trump in the previous election, which okay. makes sense because yeah. he hates you people. Yeah, I mean, the Muslim ban was directly affecting Pakistan. So, yeah, yeah that makes sense to me. And then... Uh, the, They're like, yo, I just want my grandma to come home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll never come home. <laughs> All right, and then um, the people who supported uh, the ethnic group amongst Asians who support Trump the most were the Vietnamese people at 32%. Okay, nice. Followed by uh, Filipinos at 27, Chinese at 24, Asian Americans at 18, mm-hmm. Cambodians 14, Korean 14, Asian Indian 14, Arab, Indo-Caribbean. So it looks like the browner you get, the more you hate Trump, <laughs> <laughs> which makes, which which makes, makes sense. Perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had um, one of my friends who is Korean. She was saying that, like, at the church itself, the Korean church, that they were trying to push Donald Trump initially as, like, the Christian candidate. 
And oh, then sure. as yeah, as more and more stuff started coming out, I think people started pivoting. But some there was from what she told me that there was still a large number of people who voted for Trump just because he was considered the Christian candidate. That's a very flawed reasoning. Uh, yeah. He's no more Christian than Hillary Clinton is Christian. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you, but this is what they were told. Yeah, I could see they're just kind of grasping at straws there. Yeah. So I did a little research as to why um, my people <laughs> seem to favor. Well, I don't like you don't know what happens in with your own community, but within the Vietnamese community, the older generation tends to favor Republican heavily. Okay. Uh, that's because uh, during the fall of Saigon. Uh, President Gerald Ford uh, allowed an influx of Vietnamese refugees. Ah. And ever since then, the Vietnamese community has been pretty loyal to the Republican Party. Okay. But after one or two generations, the younger Vietnamese community is starting to flip. Okay. So more and more younger people, and you can see this, like only 32%, um, people, the majority of Vietnamese people still went for Hillary. Yeah. Uh, so the younger generation is leaning more liberal. That's because a lot of us are <laughs> close to the ocean. Okay. And so they tend to have more liberal views because the age in which we live in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it could also be part of a uh, rebellious, um, like you, you yeah, see you're what going your, parents, your parents are doing, right? Yeah. You, like you challenge what your parents' mindsets are at the point. Part of that is like you want to become more American mm -hmm. and it's a more cosmopolitan view yeah. of the world. So I don't know how if that trend will continue, mm -hmm. uh, but just from my personal experience, my dad is like, I didn't like, we didn't never discuss politics as children. Yeah. First off, I was never interested. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and two, my parents, they don't vote because they're, they're like just permanent residents. Okay. Whatever that means. Sure. Uh, so they don't vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, more recently, I think it was when Bush came into office was when I started becoming politically aware of what was happening in the world. Right. Um, I think it was the second time he ran, not the first time. Mm -hmm. Because that was like the first time I got to vote. Right. And so... Uh, I was surprised my, my dad was uh, a big Bush supporter because uh, he, he, uh, he and other people like him feel that the Republican Party are going to be more harder against the communist government in Vietnam mm -hmm. than liberals. So that's why they remain loyal to the Republican Party. Uh, and they don't really give a fuck about social, political justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes back to what our friend Gary Anderson said yeah. uh, when he described like uh, people from the hood, if they're socially conscious, is like hood people only care about hood things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, these old Vietnamese people only care about old Vietnamese things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it is very, uh, it, they're st kind of stuck in that way. Like they don't really give a fuck about like uh, immig right, right, immigration's right. rights outside of Vietnamese immigration. Mm -hmm. And that even right now, Trump is trying to deport uh, Vietnamese people who've been here since 1975. Oh, wow. If you have some kind of high criminal record, mm -hmm. like a felony, uh, so I asked my dad, I was like, hey, how do you feel about Trump trying to kick out Vietnamese people? I say, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, they're all gangsters. And I was like, no, it's like, it's not just gangsters. It's anybody with a criminal record. It's like, good, they should go back. <laughs> I was like, but you have a criminal record. It's like, yeah, they're not going to bother me. So <laughs> it's kind of like your Korean friend who are, who's kind of just reaching. Yeah. It's like they see the obvious flaw. Yeah. But they, you know, to your point, it's like you're someone who's open to conceding when someone has a logical, uh, reasoning whereas right. them they're like no that's uh, like you're you're making me do something that i don't want to do so i'm gonna find <laughs> a way around it you know you're you're assaulting my principles with logic and reasoning how yeah. dare you <laughs> so uh but um you know people are propping up uh asians as as more and more asian people 
uh, as our population increased from 4% to 4.6%. Uh, certain parts of America, they're seeing Asian people as an important voting block. Like I think in Orange County, they're starting to target uh, the Vietnamese community. Okay. Um, Who's they? Co- or just both? both in Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Like where there's a huge Asian uh, Vietnamese population. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're targeting them. It's like, hey, you know, vote for me because we represent your interests, blah, 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 blah. So right. like there's a back and forth between like Republican candidates and Democratic candidates. And they're eyeing that particular area as a future flip from red to blue as more younger Vietnamese uh, Americans come up. Yeah. But I don't know how, yeah, but I don't know how, uh, I want to talk to you about the Indian community, but it seems like you've abandoned them. (laughs) Nah, man, we don't really talk about politics. Plus right now, all of the brown people are going to vote blue for the most part. Ex- aside from the like the smaller groups that are like Hindus for Trump. <laughs> aside from the Bobby Jindals and the Panouche. <laughs> I'm very interested to see so, how Bobby Jindal voted. <laughs> now that the, his party has abandoned him? Yeah, absolutely abandoned him. Speaking uh, of the Daisy community, have you been watching mm-hmm. the Patriot Act starring uh, Hassan Minaj? I have. Question. Mm-hmm. How does it feel... Watching someone live out your dream, Emron. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, David. He's like, Fuck a, he's an Indian Muslim American comedian yeah. with his own show doing explainer videos talking about politics and pop culture, which is kind of what you've expressed what you wanted to be. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's interesting. I like his show. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. But how yeah, does yeah. it feel watching someone else live out your dream? That's oh, it the sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It's terrible. Every time I'm like, man, I don't want to like the show, but I like it a lot. It's really good. It is really good. And I'm just like, you know what? Uh, you deserve everything that's coming to you. I wish you the best. That being said, I need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, come on, Hassan, just one sex scandal. Yeah, it's like, where's his, where's his rape allegation? Is it coming out yet? And then you're like, oh, he's been with his wife since college? God damn. It's, it's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> Did you watch Homecoming King? Because I know you were avoiding that for a long time. No, I, uh, I saw Homecoming King. I liked it. It was very okay. good. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm you, also uh, upset with Hassan Minaj because he lived out my dream of trashing Indian people on a large scale. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that segment? Yeah, it's a segment that we've been kind of offhand writing for the longest time. Where no, about, I, like, I, I have, again, I've been banging my fist on my desk for years about how Indian people be trash. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I swear to God, someone's been listening to our podcast and he gave them that story because I connected <laughs> those dots early on. There's a paper trail. I'm like one of those uh, conspiracy theories uh, where there's a cork board on my wall with all these mm-hmm. pictures of Indian people and red strings. <laughs> all, like all the worst Indian people uh, yeah. in America. And then yeah. at the center of it is your face. <laughs> and I think <laughs> red strings. <laughs> but let the community know I did it first. Okay. Uh, Let's give David Nguyen the props that he will never get. Yeah, about <laughs> Indian people being the goddamn worst. In politics. Um, yeah, so let's see. What did you want to say about the Patriot Act? Oh, I just thought it was a really well-done show. I just wanted to see uh, your reaction as far as what's it like to have someone live out your dream, and then where do you go from there? You know I don't know. That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out right now. He, I like the show a lot. It seems like a younger, hipper um, last, last weekend tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the visuals that he does, mm-hmm. um, but I, like I said, I like to the show. There's clearly an audience for it. He's gonna. He has a job until 2020, so he's chilling. Yeah, and I like how he uh, integrates uh, Indian Hum- uh, like humor. References? Yeah, yeah, Indian, Indian humors. Like he uses the words aunties and uncles a lot. Yeah, and it's like, who are these aunties and uncles you're talking about? Just every older person is an auntie or uncle. That's just but yeah, he, he always uses it as quite uh, derogatory. 
in yeah, a sense. Cause, yeah, because they it's suck. Like, and, like every, and like any first, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to bring up. I was like, <laughs> anything that it, it feels like antiquated, outdated, uh, old-fashioned, illogical. It's like, we all have that auntie or uncle, right? <laughs> Who just hits us with a shoe <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, he brought up that reference that I sent you and you refused to address about how uh, Muslim people don't like dogs. <laughs> Which I, I I always knew you hated dogs, but now I have a frame of reference as to why. I don't hate dogs. I just dislike dogs. Yeah. They're not clean and they stink, man. Everybody's house who has a dog always kind of smells to me. Yeah, but did you know that is rooted in your Muslim upbringing? As yeah, a- I knew that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that you don't like dogs. It's who you were programmed not to like dogs. Yeah, I mean, like, I like them. They're friendly, but I don't want them in my house. I get, I, I, we're all, <laughs> like, I'm not coming after you as to your feelings towards dogs, but as to why you don't like dogs. Oh, yeah, it was 100%. I was raised thinking that dogs were unclean. Is that part of the Quran or something, or is it just, like, a, a communal is, thing? Um, that's a good question. I, it's, like, an Islamic thing, but I don't know if it's in the Quran per se. Uh, usually dogs are considered unclean and if you want to have a dog islamically you can but it has to stay outside of the house sure i mean traditionally speaking uh people use dogs as derogatory too it's like oh that guy's a dog or he's like you're lower than dogs yeah uh but in america now 2018 dogs are uh more popular than children children yeah people love yeah. dogs it's people like love dogs cute they have their own instagrams they have their own mm-hmm. strollers yeah, they have like their own advertising is, campaigns. Yeah. It's like they have their own uh, artisanal bait <laughs> shop. <laughs> it's like dogs have better real estate than some black people here in New York. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's like everybody uh, is behind dogs except. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe this is why America low-key doesn't like the Islamic world. Oh, it's because they don't. We don't like dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like at the UN meetings, it's like somebody, the ambassador from America, is like, "Hey, check out my puppy." And then the, the and Afghanistan, the Afghani leader was like, "No," and they're like, "Yo, we're gonna bomb the fuck out of yeah, that." They're like, no, it's Loki throwing chains. It's like, why is he on your bed? Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Ew, why? Why do you let him lick you in the mouth? That's so nasty. <laughs> you don't know where his tongue has been. That's gross. Like send in the drones. <laughs> yeah, and then Obama's like, "Oh, I got you." <laughs> oh, you got those shade at bow, my Portuguese water. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, if Hassan Minaj does say <laughs> that he is listening to this, but yeah, I think we figured out international politics. U.S.'s uh, troubled relationship with the Middle East. <laughs> Because you all hate dogs, so you all kind of brought it all yourself. Because <laughs> I am team dog. I like dogs more than I like Muslim people. <laughs> Go on the record right now. Well, I'm glad to know that, David. Yeah, it's like <laughs> to I, know where you stand when the apocalypse, well, not the apocalypse, whatever, the revolution comes. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I, if it comes between dogs and Muslim people, <laughs> like here's one thing you'll never hear. Maybe that's America. maybe that's what's there. You will never be a dog ban in America. All right. A what? Oh, there a dog be, ban. Yeah. If I, I was that, thinking if you really want to enforce the Muslim ban, maybe you should try to do it with dogs. <laughs> I mean, as I. Uh, when you guys try to cross the border illegally, there's going to be a dog to greet you. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, it's like uh, you take that um, that dog video with Sarah McLaughlin, <laughs> you play yeah. that with a sad dog uh, on top of that music, and you know you're going to get hundreds of thousands of donations, right? Yeah, Muslim people against the same music. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Sarah McLaughlin won't be in the video. Oh, this is, you know, that migrant caravan that's headed for the United States? <laughs> if the Latinos want to enter into the U.S. safely, <laughs> dogs along the way. They should just walk in with puppies. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh my God, there is a caravan of puppies headed to the U.S. <laughs> Open up that border, tear down that wall. <laughs> Can you put a doggy door in the wall? <laughs> Those poor dogs. 
Yeah, people love dogs. People like Muslim people less. Yeah, that is a fact. Okay. Hmm. I'm glad we figured that out for you. But knowing that, uh, can you? Do you think you can deprogram yourself from disliking dogs? Yeah, I mean, I have friends who have gotten puppies, and then I've kind of grown or I've seen them grown into dogs, and I don't mind them, but I still wouldn't want them like on my bed. Hilarious. You know, you're talking about dogs the same way white America talks about Muslim people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want a dog in my house. Yeah, I don't want a Muslim in my house. (laughs) You don't know where their mouths have been. (laughs) (laughs) They always smell different. They do. <laughs> so I was reading about this Penn State professor, Penn State, Penn State professor, who broke down why it's harder for Asian men to date. Uh-huh. And um, through his research and study, he date said... in general or date uh, other Asian women? He, it was just dating in general. Okay. Not any kind of specific dating. Okay. No. Um, and he found that a Asian man would have to earn an additional $247,000 to compete in the dating scene with his white counterpart. Okay. So you, you take, is it like you have two Asian, like you have two people, uh, a white guy and an Asian guy. Yeah. Similar build, similar mm-hmm. haircut, mm-hmm. similar features. Yep. Uh, the only difference is uh, the, the guy is Asian. Right? Yeah. But when will you be like, yeah, similar dick size just to even yeah, yeah. it out, right? Sure. Sure. So, Everything is the same except for the race. All right. And they're both good looking. Yeah. Like um, empirically good looking. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, he's good looking for well, whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all he's very good looking, period. Yeah. So if a woman were to have their choice or a man. Yeah. Uh, were to have their choice in a dating partner, <laughs> the, the deciding factor would be, it's like, hey, I make, uh, if they both make $32,000 a year, yeah. mm-hmm. the other guy would have to make $240,000 <laughs> in order to become desirable. Yeah, that's okay. essentially what they're saying. Which leads me to believe that one thing we knew from the get-go, which is money over everything. <laughs> it really is, but it's an astounding <laughs> amount of money over everything. Yeah, it's a, or wait, well, it's it, almost a quarter of a million dollars to be it, equal. It's it's not money over everything. It's really uh I mean, it partly is, but it's also whiteness over everything too. Yeah, that's true. But is this only compared to white people? What is it about like uh when a nation person is competing against like a Latino or a black person? I don't know. I think they just can, from what it says it's just Asian versus white is where he started. Okay. So oh. it's like 200 and f- 47, so let's just make it 250. Mm-hmm. 250, $250,000 extra. You know what that is? That is a medical degree. <laughs> but is it to, is it just compete in a uh, dating market, right? So it's not uh, specifically targeted to any other specific racial group? Yeah, yeah. Uh, white women are only attracted to Asian men with $250,000. <laughs> that would like, be a much better headline, but no. like, uh, American women are only attracted to Asian men with $250,000. <laughs> I, I think it's in order for them to be seen as equal that the Asian person has to be, or the Asian male has to be way wealthier right. than a white person. Right. I mean, which makes sense because it's like, what did we say the other day? That uh, like a white baby is worth $30,000? Yeah. yeah. And then, I, and then I, now you're telling me as an adult they're worth... At least two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than an Asian male. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like a good investment is to invest in white babies at this point. <laughs> I feel, nah, I feel like white babies have diminishing returns, though. <laughs> uh, apparently, I mean, well, you know what though? This is only in the dating pool. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they, how well they scale to in the business world. Oh no, white <laughs> white babies scale. Business <laughs> <laughs> world. Yo, maybe we should adopt white babies, put in our values in them, and then see how they do in the when they grow up. Okay, like one of the reasons why I don't want to adopt a white baby is because they're too much of an X factor. Uh, explain. I I feel like uh, 
other children, you can mold them. Okay. Right? So oh, you think a white baby right out the gate will ha- like try to flex on its privilege? They're a little too rebellious. I think that's... I don't. I feel like that's American white babies. I don't see like any Eastern European or like European babies being that way. We're not adopting Eastern European. Like once they come here, they're white, Emran. That's how whiteness works. Nah, bro, you're Slavic. You're Slavic for life. You can't tell me the difference between <laughs> a Slavic baby and a white baby in America. You just gotta see which one smells like sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> they both do. That's just how white people smell. <laughs> no, white people smell like dogs. Let's be real. <laughs> So that's another reason why Emron hates white people. <laughs> uh, uh, go on. <laughs> uh, I read uh, another study about uh, Asian Americans. Uh, they tend to suffer more when mm-hmm. it comes to racial discrimination. Okay. So it's not that they suffer more. It's just uh, the effects, they take it a little bit harder. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A black person can go through more... Um, racial discrimination experiences mm-hmm. but uh, the the asian american and latinos they are more affected by it so the like it causes more anxiety more depression all that negative stuff because uh, we're more viewed as foreigners like we're con- the constant foreigner uh, so okay do, like the most um, like black people are integrated into the american consciousness mm-hmm. you know it's like when you think of american it's a uh, White and black. Yeah. yeah. And then Latinos will, even though they've been here since the jump, they'll always be considered a foreigner. And then Asians are even more foreign. Right. Because we don't have the numbers. So when we get teased, uh, it just impacts us more. Right. And socially, economically. Uh, so, yeah, Asian people, uh, I don't know what to do. All, I got, all I'm hearing is we need to have more babies. Anchor babies? Not even anchor. Yeah. I mean, we're all citizens, so they're not really anchor babies, just more babies. I see. I wonder how far they can go back <laughs> to restrict citizenships. <laughs> it seems like, okay, Emron's uh, parents, they weren't citizens at the time, so therefore, Emron, you're not a citizen. I'll be like, God damn it. Well, I guess I'm going to take all this security clearance stuff with me. <laughs> Back to the motherland. <laughs> They're like, send in the drones. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a bomb? No, it's a dog. Ah. <laughs> is that a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Obama sending a drone. <laughs> what's, uh, what's worse, I brought uh, getting hit with a drone or having to take care of a dog? <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, probably having to take care of a dog. <laughs> Because at least with the drone, I would just be done. But then I have to, like, walk a dog, and then I have to feed it. And dogs are cool, but they're just a lot more work. Circling back to the uh, Asian men dating thing. Mm -hmm. Are Indians included in that study? I don't think so. Okay. Um, it just seemed like it was East Asians, to be honest. Okay. How, mu- how much money do you think more do you have to make <laughs> as a person to be competitive in the dating circuit? For, oh, oh, as a white person? I don't know, man. It's probably the same amount. Okay. And for you, is that worth it? <laughs> or you oh, like, oh okay. I, I missed something. It says that the research also poised that to match up with an African-American suitor, an Asian man needs to earn... $220,000 more. So about $30,000 less than a white person, Damn. which is about how much the babies cost. So we're right back to square one. If an, so what I feel like you should do is just as an Asian person dating, just buy a white baby and then that makes you equal. No, so, so it's like if you're an Asian man, do you go after the white woman or do you... It's like, do you compete with a white guy or do you compete with whoever a black guy is trying to date and save yourself (laughs) (laughs) $30,000? So you have it left over to get yourself a white baby (laughs) or two black babies. (laughs) That's the the math right there. That is true. Okay. Knowing how Asian people work, they're going to go for the deal. (laughs) (laughs) They go for the deal, but then they try to buy the most expensive. Yeah. 
So the, so they could still flex. They could yeah, still yeah. flex. So uh, Asian men will compete with black men for their dating pool, and then keep use the savings to buy themselves a white baby as an investment for the future. <laughs> That's the move, Asian men. That is the move. Okay. It's a weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, stop trying to date whoever uh, white men are trying to date. Go try to date whoever black men are trying to date, and then buy yourself a white baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Two thousand. Well, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this that's is what, what we want to leave you with. Yeah, wow, this podcast really went deep. This <laughs> went off the rails. Okay, which is great. So, thank you, everybody, who has been continuing supporting us um, with your comments and your ratings on iTunes. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're at twenty likes right now. Let's get it up to 30. Yeah. So whatever you got to do, get out the vote, you know? Like, I know you still have some of that voting momentum. If you guys want a I voted iTunes sticker, Emron <laughs> will give you one. <laughs> right, we get 30 votes. I will take a picture of it and email it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so continue to rate us on iTunes five stars and leave a comment. It could be whatever comment you want. That's not important to us. Yeah, yeah. It's important, but like the co- the the context of the comment doesn't matter to us. Yeah. But the fact that you leave one, we fuck with. And then the five stars always a must. Tell us what you think we smell like. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh and you can <laughs> tell us at uh Instagram on at the bad Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh follow us uh on thebadasianshow.com. Emron, any dates? Uh, yeah, we have a Bad Asian show next week on November 14th at The Setup. Tickets are live. Uh, hit me up or any of the websites that David mentioned before for tickets. And then uh, the Bad Asian show East here in New York City will be happening under St. Mark's Theater on December 9th, Sunday at 8 p.m. So, yep. again, all the ticket information will be there. Uh, Holler will give you promo codes. Yep, yep. Follow Emron at... Emron the G. Emron. And run the G hates dogs, and you can follow me at David Owen. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace.